Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 71, where today we'll learn about the anatomy of bonus and incentive compensation plans. So, I recently had a listener who wrote in and asked about how to bonus their employees without discriminating, and I thought that'd be a good topic for an episode or two, especially with the holidays coming around. Now, the right bonus plan will help you achieve your business objectives, but an ill-conceived one is a waste of money, and it has the potential to backfire, creating the opposite results. The trick is developing the right one, and that means identifying your objectives. Let's rock this. There are many different types of bonuses. There's attendance, holiday, mission, production, retention, sign-on, just to name a few. But there are three compliance issues you need to be aware of when creating a plan, no matter what type. There's federal tax withholding rates that apply, compliance with the Fair Labor Standards Act, overtime rate of pay calculation, and pay discrimination. And we'll learn about those issues in the next episode. For today, we're going to focus on the anatomy of bonus and incentive compensation plans. But before we go any further, let's talk about the difference between bonus and incentive compensation. Who cares? That's what I say. (laughs) Once you decide what you want to do, then you can give it a label. But just for fun, let me give you the industry definition of the two. A bonus is traditionally defined as kind of an after-the-fact reward that's based on performance, whereas incentive compensation is a predetermined kind of variable earning plan that's based on achieving the designated results. Now, another important distinction is that a bonus is discretionary and incentive compensation is not. But again, we'll get into that in the next episode. Okay, the first thing you need to do when developing a bonus plan is to decide who you want to bonus. Maybe you want to bonus your managers or your line producers or maybe your full-time servers or everyone in the sales department. The plan should be customized for each department or class because everyone's role in the success of the business is different. Next, you need to decide what it is you're trying to accomplish. So do you have a revenue or production goal? Or are you trying to solve an attendance problem? Or do you need to improve quality or reduce expenses? I believe that most people are motivated by incentive, and I believe you can drive results by influencing behavior, but but if you don't understand your objective, you'll end up wasting your money. Not everyone believes that bonuses and incentive compensation are an effective tool. They actually believe that it's detrimental. And I wonder what these scholars think about the Zappos quitting bonus. Yeah, they have a, a bonus that actually pays employees to quit. It offers newly hired and trained customer service employees about $3,000 if they want to quit after the training. And in an article by David Berkus on Inc.com, about five years after Amazon acquired Zappos in 2009, Amazon implemented a similar policy, and they offer their fulfillment center employees up to $5,000 to quit, and they make that offer to them every year. Mr. Burkus quotes Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, as saying, quote, The goal is to encourage folks to take a moment and think about what they really want. In the long run, 
an employee staying somewhere they don't want to be isn't healthy for the employee or the company, end quote. Next, think about how often you'll pay the bonus. For example, an attendance bonus might be best paid quarterly. And if you're going to pay a holiday bonus, make it in early December because it will help reduce your employee's holiday stress. So timing's important. Then you'll want to figure out what the terms and conditions are. This is the working guts of the plan. What is the basis for the bonus and how much will it be? A holiday bonus is a simple example. I've always based the amount on annual compensation and designated a fixed rate, like 3%. Everyone gets the holiday bonus because it isn't based on any performance measures. It isn't designed to drive behavior or achieve a specific result. It's just a general gesture of goodwill and an expression of gratitude for the entire staff, not recognizing any specific individual's performance. Whatever you decide to do, keep it simple and easy to understand because you want to make sure that the employees comprehend it. Putting it in writing and reminding them regularly will help you achieve that. Now, finding the right basis and the amount can be challenging. It can't be too small or too large as far as the amount, and you don't want the bonus or incentive compensation to evolve into a replacement for base wages. In my opinion, that would defeat the entire purpose. Base wages need to be enough to eliminate a reliance on the bonus as a contributor to basic income. In other words, by basic income, I mean earnings that the position warrants in the free market. You know, if the base salary for an office manager for your industry in your location for a company of your size is 45000 then don't pay a salary of 35000 with a bonus plan that might get their earnings back up to forty-five. And remember... After December 1st, 2016, you can't pay an office manager or anyone else for that matter a salary of anything less than 47476 unless you track their actual hours worked and pay the applicable overtime. To learn more about that, go back and listen to episodes 18, 19, and 33. Now, your plan should be fair. And I mean, everyone who qualifies should have the same opportunity to earn the bonus. Don't rig it so that only certain employees have a chance at it. Make sure it's measurable and not left to arbitrary interpretation or any kind of shady math. And whatever you do, don't base the qualification on race, religion, sex, nationality, or sexual preference. And I shouldn't even have to say that because you already know, right? Now, being fair doesn't mean that random individual bonuses given to employees who perform exceptionally don't have a place. They do. I'm a big believer in rewarding an individual when they do something extraordinary. For example, anytime a customer takes the time to recognize one of your employees for great service, give them a gift card. You don't need a formal written plan for this type of bonus. This is a discretionary bonus, and we'll address the compliance and tax implications of both discretionary and non-discretionary bonuses in the next episode. We're out of time for today, so there you have it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.